What's up, Teodes? Thanks for coming back. Teodes are the, the end of discussion listeners. I'm trying to coin that, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, so, there's not a lot of stories in the news. Um, obviously, nothing good ever happens when you read the news, but if you want to hear about these stories, you can check them out. So, first off, we have Putin and his claims that he has made. Um, he has said that Russia hasn't gone full on on their uh, invasion of the Ukraine. He's saying that it's just the beginning. Um, he's about to put foot to pavement and um, he's going to commit to this war. He's saying right now that we have only seen a sliver of the damage that he could be doing. So apparently he's saying he's holding back. You can check all these stories out in the description with the links. Uh, then we have Boris Johnson. He is gone as well. Um, he is a part of, he's the Prime Minister in UK. Um, he's a part of the Conservative Party there. And he is being pushed out because of allegations of sexual misconduct and the way he handled COVID. So some of the things that we saw maybe in our country were some people that made rules and they didn't follow him. That's what he did. He made rules. He ended up having parties uh, with different guests all year round. So he has been pushed out because of sexual misconduct and because he doesn't follow his own rules. Uh, then we have interest rates. So interest rates are apparently going to go up. Um, nothing new. I'm sure a lot of people that have been keeping up with the recession that that the media is claiming we're going to go into um, have been keeping up with this. Rates are apparently going to go up. Uh, with those rates going up, they're doing that, from what they've reported, they're doing that to stamp, or tamp down inflation. So if you go to Yahoo News, I don't have that link available, but you can read the initial story that, that I linked to in this one. Uh, Yahoo News has an article out that claims that um, the experts say that hiking interest rates may not actually stamp out inflation. Um... Some people say it's here to stay for a long time. Some people say some of this inflation is going to stay with us forever. And some say these interest rates are going to help stamp down or tamp down the uh, the inflation. So if you want to check that story out and see what's going on and see how they're trying to describe inflation and the interest rate hikes, you can check that out in the links below. Uh, Trump friends turn enemies. So that is coming from MSNBC. So pretty much every article I saw on there was about Trump. He seems to be pretty important figure for some of these news outlets. MSNBC is covering that pretty clearly. Multiple of his uh, former allies or friends have been subpoenaed and some have gone against him already, claiming that he was a part of Coop. So you can check those out with the link below from MSNBC. Uh, let's see what else we got. Shinzo Abe gunned down. I may have said that name wrong, so I apologize to anyone uh, from, from some of those areas that probably would say, oh, you said that wrong. Uh, he was gunned down, apparently. Um, he was killed. He he was shot, and then five hours later, after they couldn't stop the bleeding, he ended up passing away. Uh, some of the things that have been mentioned based on that was, one thing, one thing to note is gun laws are very restrictive in Japan, and CNN has said, has mentioned that in an article that is linked below, talking about how restrictive it is, and how shootings are very low 
in Japan for that very reason. Um, some other information that comes out on that is that these weapons were made at home with materials you could buy from, well, easily bought materials in the U.S. I've never been to Japan, so I'm not sure how easy these materials are uh, able are, are, are accessible in Japan, but they were homemade guns. Uh, the man made it past security and shot Shinzo, um, and he passed away five hours later due to complications and not being able to stop the bleeding. So if you want to check out the article about restrictive gun laws in um, Japan and uh, the story about Shinzo's death, you can check that out from the CNN articles linked below. Last thing that I saw that I thought may be important, like I said, slow news week. Doesn't seem like there's a... I mean, there's always a lot going on, and you may know some things that I don't know about, but these are the things that the news outlets seem to think are important this week. You can also check out what Biden has done. He signed an executive order for abortion access. So, from my understanding, you can check this out. You can read the articles to further educate yourself about what they're saying. But from my understanding is that the executive order may mostly just allows uh, access to uh, preventatives and um, protects the right of a person to travel to abortion-friendly states. So, say you go from Texas to California, uh, this exe executive order is supposed to protect you once you cross that state line to another state to you know, have that abortion performed. So that's about what the executive order does based on what I understand and based on what on these news articles say. So first thing, you are protected if you go to another state. Second thing is uh, access to birth controls and contraceptive, contraceptives and other non-permanent things are uh, made supposed, so, supposed to be made more easily accessible with this executive order. So if there's any stories that you think I should have covered, I should have mentioned, you can drop a comment in... Or you can send me an email, drop a comment, whatever it is, wherever I, wherever you follow me. Uh, don't forget to share, subscribe, and help me out with getting the you know the platform bigger. Um, I appreciate those of you that have been listening so far. I uh, love you guys. End of discussion. What's up, the end of discussion listeners? On this new podcast episode, we're just going to be talking about the moon landing. Uh, God's going to get brought up a little bit. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the conspiracies. I hope you enjoy and uh, check out the new little music added to this. Not so much intro, but to this podcast episode. Anyway, thanks again. The end of discussion, listeners. All right, Aaron, what's up? Tell people who you are. Hey, I'm Aaron, um, friend of Jonathan's. Um happy to be on the podcast here yeah and cousin to bryson <laughs> yeah cousin to bryson um got introduced through william carey had a bunch of good times hanging out yeah bryson's been on he's talked about movies with me before um so what we're gonna do with you is you're gonna talk about the we're gonna we're gonna go tinfoil hat i guess conspiracy whatever the term is and uh, just talk about uh the moon landing and what you think about it? Uh, so yeah, the um, the moon landing overall, I would say um, I, w I wouldn't say a hundred percent that I that I don't think that it happened. Like, yeah, definitively, I just think that there was there's definitely a lot to be gained by faking it, mm -hmm. um, especially whenever you have the controversy between Russia and the U.S. There was a the space race. 
and it's it's kind of a power struggle, if you will, between the two nations um, of who can who can gain the high ground. And if you can make the other country think that you've gained the high ground without actually having done it, because um, I mean it, it's possible that we, just, we we weren't there with the technology at that point in time um, to to actually be able to get to the moon. I have no doubt that we've actually been to space. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a flat earther, so I don't, I don't think that we're, you know, on some flat plane that we've never been to space or that, you know, the, the sky is just some sort of projection or anything. Like, I don't, I don't think that, but I do think that, um, in order to outwit the other, the other country that, you know, it's very possible that once getting to space, we realized that maybe we weren't quite there and, um, it seems like it wouldn't have been that hard to actually, you know, to actually fake the moon landing, just set up the right, you know, the right equipment to make it look as if you landed on the moon, and to to basically fake that and make it make it seem as if we'd already gotten there. And since Russia never did, you know, there's not really anybody to say that we didn't. So you know, you create the perfect the perfect. Um, win in that situation. You don't necessarily actually have to get there as long as the other country thinks that you got there. And I think that created the perfect opportunity for us to beat them and and not have to actually, you know, not actually have to spend all the extra money that we would have had to spend in more research and that sort of thing. We could just complete the project and go on. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't necessarily think that 100% we, we didn't go there, but I think that for sure it, it's a it's a plausible explanation. Um, and then you also have the fact that we somehow, all the data that we collected of how, like the calculations for getting back to the moon, like now when we're attempting to go back, we somehow wrote over those, uh, the computations. We wrote over all that data for for getting back there again. And it's looking like it's going to be another what five years till we can get back there again, just because we lost so much data that we somehow wrote over. I mean, that, that kind of seems a little bit fishy to me. So I, it, it's more of a, an intriguing, an intriguing thought that I think is very plausible. Um, in general, I, I like conspiracy theories just because they kind of shake up the norm for what is, what has been kind of taken for granted. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the vast majority of them, but I do, I do like them in the sense that it kind of just makes you think a little bit outside the box. Um, so I, I guess that overall, that's kind of my, my opinion of the moon landing um, just in general. All right. So, and I, I looked up the list just now that, people that have been uh this is this is the names neil armstrong buzz aldrin pete conrad alan bean alan shepherd edgar mitchell david scott james Irwin, john young charles duke gene cernan and harrison schmidt i guess they're i'm assuming they're all americans from what i can tell too yeah i thought i had read not long ago that somebody from china or they they sent someone up from china from China to go and plant a flag there, um, as well. But I guess I couldn't find that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I guess on the the aspect of like there there being in you know a need to fake it. Um, have you ever seen the movie uh, Space Odyssey? 
I can't remember what's called. Space Odyssey. Um, I feel like I'd started it at one point. Um, I don't know that I ever. Um, I'm trying to think. Isn't that, is that the one that you and Bryson had uh, watched a while back? Yes. That yeah, we did. Made, it was made a while back. It was made like in the what the eighties. I I can't remember. I just remember watching it. Um, but anyway, I was thinking about like what you had said. It just made me think about that movie and the uh, the real. It's like it aged really well. Is what I was thinking. Like me and Bryson watched it, and we we're like, "Wow, we cannot believe they got some of these clips to look so." I don't know, realistic. I guess. Um, so even back then, I would assume. I mean, that's that's not that far away from when the the space landing happened. So it's just interesting. I am not. I I don't. I wouldn't say that I believe or disbelief. Have disbelief in the moon landing. Um, but so so you said the you don't doubt that people went to space. I guess. So do you think people have been yeah, to the moon I mean, I, since then, or what? Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think that they that they had any need to really. I mean, once you once you kind of been there. I mean, the I think it's something that we definitely want to to do. Um, you know, in time for the cause of science, but at that point, I don't think it was as much as a scientific battle as it was a political battle. Mm-hmm. It was basically a, a power move. Uh, if you gain the high ground, then you are the stronger nation, and that was that was a big power move for us. Um, that we got there first. We we planted our flag there, and I, I think that we kind of just won that battle. You know, kind of in the in the same sense. Um, you know, with an argument, you don't necessarily have to be right to win the argument if you can defeat the other opponent just with your with your wits and with your your tactics um that doesn't necessarily mean that's the right way to do it um but you can win the argument with another person without actually being right mm-hmm. so do you think so they I, went I, I yes or no the, at um, that time do you I, would think? Say, I would say there's a yeah i I, w- I would say there's a lot of there's a lot of um there's a lot of doubt around it, and honestly, I, I kind of, I kind of doubt that they actually did go. Um, for one, the the camera that they use whenever they're live streaming this, um, you know, so that basically the all of the U.S. can see them doing this moon landing, and you can see the the first man stepping on the moon. You can see all that happening uh, when the rocket takes off. The the camera pans and and follows the rocket up uh, that's just the technology i don't think was there at that point in time to actually have something that you could control from earth that would actually make the the camera pan be able to follow the rocket um to be able to to transmit that a live stream back to the uh, back to earth that that's just something that um i don't i don't think we had at that point i mean this is 1968 uh you know computers we're able to do basic math at that point, but not not a whole lot more. So, it's it's something that I don't I don't think we just I, I I just think that compared to what we had to gain by faking it, I just don't think that we it was worth it to spend the extra money to actually spend time getting it there and then risk Russia beating us there to it in the meantime, while we're trying to perfect our data and you actually get there. Okay. So 
do, would you admit that the government has technologies that we don't have, like we don't know about now? I do, but I don't think that it's, I don't think that government organizations necessarily, if, if they are, I would think that they're the ones that nobody's ever heard of, that they're definitely covert ops. I, I think that there's definitely technology the government knows about or has access to, but in general, the government's always kind of been real lax about giving the, the high-end stuff to, um, to their agencies. They t- generally tend to spend as little money as possible. Um, for for the people that work in government offices. So I have no doubt that the government has knowledge or even has control over they, uh, over technology that we don't even have or don't even know about. But in general, the government has a tendency to spend as little as possible to keep themselves running when it comes to technology. So I would say that the vast majority of government agencies don't have technology that that's that's that much more sophisticated than we have when it comes to strictly technology maybe in weapons um but outside of weapons i wouldn't i wouldn't say that they have technology that much more advanced than we do well i mean you said there was an urgency you admitted that there was like an urgency with uh them needing to make it to the moon so i I guess my thinking is like well a camera doesn't seem like it wouldn't be useful for like as for weaponry or whatever. Um, but also, you know, this, the, the idea of it like being urgent for them to get there, it doesn't seem like it would be too far off for them to be able to like pan, I guess, if that's one of the issues that you have with like the, the technology in being implemented in the uh, moon landing. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about something that can basically pan with a remote control coming from earth. That, that's something that's got to be able to follow a, a picture that they're controlling basically from Earth, whereas if you have somebody that's in a room that's set up to look like the moon or something, something a, a, a situation that they have, an environment that they've created to look like the moon, you could have somebody behind the camera that's just following it you know, with their hand. That's mm-hmm. not that hard to come up with. That doesn't cost that much. But you have technology that they're trying to from from earth they're controlling a camera and they're panning after the rocket ship and um overall there doesn't seem to be a lot of delay and um just speaking from cameras that i install i mean i i I do that for a living i install cameras one of the camera types i install is um pan tilt zoom cameras and you can control them remotely and generally whenever you control these cameras remotely there's a little bit of lag behind them if your connection is not perfect. If you have, um, you know, an internet connection that's not just spot on, there's going to be several seconds of lag behind each and every click. And if you overcompensate, you'll go way off. So it's just one of those things that you you would notice a good bit if it was controlled from Earth. You have, I mean, you have millions of miles between the Earth and the Moon. That's a lot of that's a lot of room for error whenever it comes to signal connection, signal loss, and it's it's very possible that during that time you have a camera that's panning after the panning after the ship. That's a lot of room for error where the camera just doesn't even pick up the signal until the ship's already gone. It's it's one of those things that kind of just gets factored in there that it's way easier to have somebody there that's moving it and and not actually be there 
And even more far-fetched would be to say that it was basically controlled on its own, that it was following it on its own, that there was not even anybody controlling it. That's even more far-fetched, I, I would say. I would say. Well, I just checked it. The moon is not millions of miles away. It is 238,000 miles away. So 238,000 miles away? Yeah, 238,000. So does that seem less, does that seem more doable to you in your mind? Um, it's definitely more doable than what I initially stated as millions um, for the for the distance there. Um, definitely, definitely easier. But um, I mean, just for well, I mean, just giving a just giving a for instance, there's there's a client that I've helped before with my pan tilt zoom camera uh, that I've set up for them. That's about thirty minutes away from me um, in another town. And I've connected to their camera remotely to help them tune it. And there's usually between me and them, their the internet's their internet's pretty good, uh, but not quite as fast as the internet I have access to through my company. Um, so there's usually a couple seconds delay whenever I go to move in and adjust it and different things like that. There's usually a couple seconds delay when it actually moves. And you usually have to move it just one one click at a time, just you know, an inch or two over at a time. It, it doesn't it doesn't move a whole lot. I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty confident for what it can do. And if you're right there at the the box that's controlling it, you can move it pretty easily. But over a connection like that, any kind of latency will come into factor. So I'd say from that instance, it's very possible if they had something like that. But I would say it's not very probable that they had something like that or wanted to spend the money on something like that. They're just going to leave it up there, um, you know, something that at that point in time would have been worth a lot of money to be able to, you know, move a camera remotely um, from, from, what, 230,000 miles away, you said? 238,000. 238,000. So 238,000 miles away, and you can control a camera that pans after something that's, you know, that's, definitely something that uh would be a very expensive camera at that time in 1968 so i would i would say that it would make a lot more sense to save the money on that they already spent a lot of money just on the rocket ships they sent up i have no doubt they intended to get to the moon i i have no doubt that they will get to the moon eventually i just think that it's it makes a lot more sense for them to have realized that okay we spent this much money we can't get there right now but we're in a power struggle with us in Russia who can get there first. And if we can make them think that we've won, then they basically give up, but we can kind of work on this in our own time. And so, you know, in, in a bid war, if you make the other company just back off because you think, you know, because they, you've won the bid, then you basically can work on it in your own time. You're, you're not in a rush anymore. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Are there, are there any other reasons? So I heard you say something about data being lost or calculations. Uh, so the data for that we came up with for getting to the moon in the first place back in 1968 um, has supposedly been written over. It was on files that we on on tapes, and apparently at some point it was written over, and that data is now lost. Um, we we have we no longer have access to it, and according to NASA, um, I can actually look up the the data on that real quick. But according to uh, what I've heard recently is we'll be several years out before we can get back uh, to the moon. 
So have, so have you heard like the pyramids? That's one of those things. Like for a long time, we didn't. We we were saying we couldn't re- rebuild the pyramids. Now we're saying we can. But there was one point where we were saying like we have no clue how these things were made. So like, so can the can the, would you see like that that maybe like sometimes we just forget how things are done or like with the Romans the we didn't understand how the Romans had like built the aqueducts or like had put in concrete in the ground you know or like you can even look at our roads like our roads don't last as long as roads that were built a long time ago well no no i definitely agree that there's a lot of there's a lot of um process and things like that that we've we've forgotten over time just because we have done it in a different way since then and we use methods much differently than they did i mean there's bridges that were built by indians that never used any nails um or anything like that they they built the entire bridge and it was a very sound bridge and they tried to take it apart to see how it was done and they couldn't get it back together without using nails they had to basically nail it and screw it back together in order for it to still remain as the bridge that it was before they weren't able to put it back together so i definitely think there's a lot of a lot of ingenuity that has been lost over time um just you know from disconnects and knowledge we we move forward and we make advancements if you will in technology and we just leave other things behind and we are really losing a lot of a lot of knowledge um to the past so i definitely think that there's there's definitely room for that i just think that in in when it comes to that particular scenario that that's something that we had ways of we had ways of uh copying that data we had ways of saving it it was already saved it was already saved on tapes that seems like something that would be pretty well guarded because that was a that was a big moment in history um for us to be the first humans on the moon that's a pretty big moment um to have just written over that accidentally yeah but i mean what 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 is to say they don't have them i guess is the question too like our government, you said it was very, our government's covert, so why wouldn't they just lie and say we don't have this data anymore instead of you know, admitting they do? Um, and it is very possible that they do have them, and by that, I mean, you can, you can also potentially privatize that and get other organizations outside of the government to spend money on it. I mean, we obviously have SpaceX, which is a private uh, private organization um, that is spending a bunch of money to get back to the moon or get to space. That's not the government, so you could take that look at it. That you know the government, you know, pretends they don't have it, and another company basically steps in and comes up with the data and draws in the blanks and and basically fills in the gap without the government having to spend a bunch of money on it. So there's definitely that aspect to look at. So do you think that, um, what's his name? Elon Musk is going to make it. Um, I definitely think he has a lot of, a lot of motivation to make it. And I, I honestly have no doubt that in enough time, he will make it, um, as of right now. Um, cause I, I just looked it up as of right now, the projected, a landing uh, for people on the moon is 2025. So we're looking at about another three years before we can actually put people on the moon. Um, I believe earlier sometime this year, 
um, a rocket was able to make a trip around the moon. So we're definitely making progress there, and I have no doubt that we will eventually make it to the moon. Um, my doubt mostly was in the fact that there was really anything to be gained in in not faking it and just you know coming clean on that. There was there was just some gaps in that. It's very possible that it did happen. Um, you know, I I don't know everything, so obviously um, it's very possible that it happened. I just there was a lot of there's a lot of gaps, and so. If it didn't happen, I would say it's very believable that it didn't. There's a there's a lot to gain by faking it, mm-hmm. and it's not happening. That, that I guess that would be my my biggest point to make in that is not that there's no way they could have gotten there, but that if they didn't, it's very believable that they would have faked it. All right. Any other reasons you think it may not have happened? You know, um, outside of the the reasons I've listed so far, I I don't think there are many other reasons. Um, it, it, to me, it just seems it, it just seems like the, the the best move to have made in order to to basically win the rush between um, to win the race between us and Russia. It, it seems like the best way to have won. So after other than the reasons I've already mentioned, I, I don't think that there's any other reasons that I've that I have heard or any other any other things that that come to mind that would um, would would give another reason to think that. All right, since we're talking about space, I want to know: Do you think aliens are real? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think they're real. I think. Um, from a from a Christian standpoint, I think that it makes no sense that they would be real, um, at least not as intelligent beings, because you have basically an entire civilization that has been out in space, um, and that would mean that Christ would have had to go to another planet and die for them, or that this entire time they've died and just gone to hell without having any knowledge of Christ or anything like that. So it, it seems it, it would seem like an incredibly cruel thing to do. And I don't, I don't think that there's any, anything to back up that there, that there are aliens. Um, perhaps uh, something in the law, you know, along the lines of like, uh, like animals or something like that, maybe, um, but I wouldn't necessarily say anything in, of an intelligent nature. So what makes something? What do you what do you consider intelligent? Um, intelligent being able to basically with a soul, um, or you know, being able nothing that could build a rocket ship or nothing that could that could build something other than would be just conceivable by an animal. I mean, you have uh, a beaver that can build a beaver dam, or you know animals that can build homes for themselves they have instincts but they don't necessarily have anything that would be considered just abnormally intelligent um they're definitely fascinating and they're definitely um incredible to admire but i wouldn't necessarily call them intelligent beings well what do you think makes us intelligent then i believe the 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 thing that makes us intelligent is that we have a soul that we we are aware of ourselves in, in a sense. Um, 
the the fact that we can ask thought-provoking questions, have conversations like this, that that is kind of one of the things that separates us from animals that we are able to to reason. Um, we are able to have conversations and and converse like this and share ideas um, beyond just a a need to eat, kill, and reproduce, um, which most of what animals do is that it's it's eat, kill, reproduce, or you know that that something along those lines. It doesn't really not nothing that is completely extraordinary or anything like that. I mean, you can train animals to do things that are extraordinary, but those are things that have been trained into them that they have been trained to do. They didn't just come up with that on their own. No dog just started, you know, just grew up and decided he was going to play cards. He may have been trained how to recognize certain things and maybe trained to play cards. Cause there, I mean, there's definitely incredible things like that. They're very intelligent animals. Um, but they're not what I would, they're not what I would call, um, they're they're easily trained, but I wouldn't necessarily call them um, intelligent beings in the sense that they actually understand um, the matters of life or understand anything more than just basic instincts that have been put in place by God. All right. So then I guess my, I, I just want to know then, like, don't I think humans have to be trained at some point, right? Like the the you have to be potty trained for one. Like otherwise, people crap on themselves. Um, like uh, I'm trying to remember the story about this this I think it was a girl that I read about, or like it might have been a little boy, but like they they were not a part of society for a really long time, and and they still don't they they don't know anything, and then the later on life they were found. I can't I I need to find the story again, but the. Uh, the person they they lived in the wild. They came to civilization, and then the the farthest communication they have now is just like pointing and, and non-verbal cues. And then those verb, non-verbal cues are only for like I need to eat, and that's it. That's really all they have. So there there seems to be like some if if training is the one thing that makes it or if intelligence is what makes sets us apart, there is people that are not able to have that. You know, like even today, there's like civilizations that are not able to create. You know, like we we are. So right, but I, I would say that um, if you look at it from a from a biblical standpoint, going back through history in the Bible, um, you had people coming up with instruments. You had um, brass, metalwork, things like that, that had never been created before. I mean, you have to think of man as intelligent from birth in order to draw the gaps in these things. I mean, there's no way that we could have come to this point without being intelligent from birth. You have Adam and Eve, and yes, there is a certain amount of training that goes involved in, in children, but then again, you also have certain special cases where, um, there is just a, a learning gap in some children versus other children where, you know, maybe some people, it takes them a little bit longer to, or they learn in a different way, you know, that they, some people are, are visual learners. Some people are, are, um, learned by reading, uh, things like that. I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm a visual learner. If somebody shows me how to do something, I, I will retain that information much better than if I read something somewhere 
Um, I mean, I, I still read a lot, but I, I, as far as most of the knowledge that I end up retaining, I, I retain it a lot better. If I see it and somebody shows me how to do something, I, I end up retaining that knowledge a lot better. So I would, I would say that just from a biblical standpoint, that man was created intelligent and that animals, while they have instincts and while they, um, they can do some very incredible things, I believe those are all things that were hardwired into them. They didn't necessarily have to learn those things. And I don't necessarily think that without um, human involvement, they, they, don't in, they don't improve on that too much. They can be tamed, they can be trained, but they can't necessarily be trained to articulate complex thoughts. Um, they can't necessarily be trained to philosophize and, and think beyond something that has just shown them. They're, you know, you, you could kind of look at it in the same light as artificial intelligence. Um, you can show a program how to do a certain thing. You could give it a certain list of commands and certain list of things to do and program it into that, that, that artificial intelligence, how to do that one thing. And it will complete that task, but outside of the rules of what has been given, it will not go out on its own and form a new, a new way of thought, or it won't bridge a gap that was not already there before. It will basically follow the rules that has been given and complete the tasks that it's been given to do. Well, have you seen the stuff about uh, or talking about artificial intelligence? Like the chess masters can't beat the computers anymore, and I think I can't what the machine is that plays Jeopardy. The the machine that plays Jeopardy it can it can beat anybody now. Like at some point, if we keep putting all of our information inside of these machines or AI, it, it's going to get to or it looks like it's going to get to the point where it's better than us, and like it, there's no need for those gaps to be bridged because the machine already knows how to do it. That's still. They were still created and programmed by a human, and they were still they're faster, um, just simply because that's that's the way they were made. I mean, man can only run so fast, and vehicles are already much faster than man will ever run. But that doesn't mean that they are smarter or that they can they can reason outside of a a reasonable um, a, a, re, a reasonable rate. Basically they they only have a certain range of what they can do and a chess a, a, a an artificial intelligence that can play chess well it may be very very good at chess and it may have been trained in a you know 100 million different moves it still won't be able to bridge the gap and just take over the world you won't i i don't think you'll ever see a computer that will bridge that gap and and become sentient well, what if you, what if you told told it to? Do you think it could do it then? I think it would still enact on its command on the commands that you've given it. Mm-hmm. That um, anything that you've told it to do, it will do. But while it, it can learn, there are certain gaps that will have to be bridged that are that are uh, being bridged every day by small children just by drawing uh, drawing conclusions between one thing and another. They see something and then they, you know, they, they analyze it, they look at it and they draw a certain conclusion on that. And over time, 
they're able to become smarter and they, they grow and mature. Whereas computers, they have to be taught each one of these things. Um, each one of these, these different new processes has to be inputted. So you can show a computer how to take over the world, but it's still a person that programmed it to do that. It didn't just decide one day, you know, I'm playing chess and now I'm going to take over the world and start launching nuclear strikes. That gap can't be bridged by a computer. It's just something that a computer is, is not capable of doing. All right. So why did you get, start going to church? Why did I start coming to church? Um, to be honest, it was entirely uh, because of my parents. Um, at least at first, um, I was raised in a Christian family, so I was brought to church at a very, very young age. I mean, about as, as you know, as soon as I was able to go, as my me and my mom were able to go, then I was in church. But I would say at a fairly young age that that became real to me as well, and it was no longer a my parents want me here, and it, it, it became something that that I wanted to do. Um, I was saved at the age of six, so I would say not every single time since then. I mean, we all have our shortcomings, so I mean, there's been times since then where, you know, hey, it'd be much more fun to go do this over here, but deep down I know that it's something that, that needs to be done, and when I'm with people at church when I'm when I'm there I feel glad that I am there and I feel better for it so this goes I guess this is where that whole like determinism conversation comes in like how much of your life or how much of your decisions have been inputs or like commands or determined for you and how much of it have you actually done on your own I would say as a younger child um probably a lot of it was definitely decided for me mm-hmm. but um there's definitely I would, I would say just based on the way I was raised, uh, pretty early on, we were kind of challenged to think for ourselves. Um, we, you know, if we, if we wanted something, we had to come up with a way to earn money to buy that thing. You know, it wasn't just given to us. You had to, you had to earn it. And so a certain amount of responsibility came into play there. So I, I would say that for the most part, pretty early on, we were kind of taught to think for ourselves and to, you know, to make decisions for ourselves. Now, a lot of those decisions kind of still fall under the authority of our parents, at least until we got to an age in which we were considered an adult. Um, and then basically all the decisions were, were made by us, and it's, it's all on us. But I would say the decisions leading up to that point were kind of training you and preparing you to be able to make those decisions, to be able to know, um, you know, the some of the, the smarter things to, to look for, some of the better ways to look at things, just creating good habits that um, create good, creating better life habits for ourselves. But, you know, then at a certain point, it's all on you. So you have to make the best decisions for yourself. You have to make a decision to realize that doesn't work. You know, that, that's a bad decision, and you have to learn from it and grow from it and, and make better decisions as you progress. Wow. Okay. I asked that because <laughs> for another reason, but um, yeah, I still dig it. Anyway, uh, let's see. I guess that was really it. I just wanted to ask about the moon thing, but I'm down for a Bible lesson too. So, man, dude, where have, uh, where have you been lately? 
Like it seems like you. Uh, it seems like you've been thinking through this a lot more. I remember when me, you, and Bryson were sitting in your uh, his house. I don't know. Maybe it was just because you were on the spot then, and I don't know. But it, it, your your thought process through all this it seems a lot more clear than then. Um, I have. I definitely have uh, thought about it off and on. Um, but to me, uh, sometimes uh, having been put on the spot once. Uh, then I tend to, it's, it's one of those things that I tend to do if I've been put on the spot with certain, something that I, that I think is, you know, okay, so this is how I feel about a certain issue. And someone's like, all right, why do you feel this way? Um, a mm-hmm. lot of times the first time I get challenged in it, I'm, you know, I'm kind of unprepared. Um, I might have an answer, but it might not be one that I, that I personally am satisfied with as my answer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times after that, I will kind of go back and, and reanalyze, you know, why do I think this way? What are some of my reasons for thinking this way? And, you know, kind of backtrack and go back over my thought process as to why I believe this is, you know, why, why do I believe what I believe and analyze because ultimately it comes down to I, you know, the things that I believe in, I want to believe in the truth. I don't want to just, you know, believe in something because it's convenient for me. So if I've been challenged in that, I need to reevaluate and, and make sure that what I am saying I believe in is something that I genuinely believe in, and I believe that there is a factual basis for for me saying that I believe in this, whatever it is that I that I say I believe in, or whatever I you know whatever issues that I say I I have this opinion on, I want to have a factual basis for my thought process on that. So I think a lot of that came after the fact. Whenever you first mentioned it, mm-hmm. um, I was. I was probably, I, I may have thought through some of it, but, um, having been, having had that brought up, you know, I kind of went back and reanalyzed and went over that again and kind of thought through it a little bit more, went and did a little bit more research. Um, I probably could have done a little bit more research just simply because, you know, I was started off with, uh, yeah, the new moons a million miles away. Um, things like that. I, you know, things that would have definitely, made it sound a lot more um, competent as it, from an, from the standpoint of an argument, but um, it's things that will need to be adjusted as I go. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. Anyway, I guess th- that's good with me. We've gone like almost 40 minutes, so um, I appreciate it. And anyway, remind everybody who you are. Uh, hey, um, well, I'm Aaron, um, and it's been, uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, been a lot of fun talking about this yeah it's appreciate it dude tell people where they can find you i don't know if you want to be found but like if you got social media or something uh, i mean i do I do, I do uh i do have an instagram um i i don't get on there a whole lot but um my instagram is uh i believe it's aaron underscore blakeman underscore um actually probably need to double check that because i might be telling you the wrong thing um <laughs> Is there anything else? Like uh, looking, you said, some at Discord. I don't know if there's other things that you do too. Are there like other social media uh, um, platforms you're on that you like? You want people to know I, about? For the, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I I use Discord uh, just as a way. Um, we we whenever I work on computers, sometimes we do screencasting, and Discord does have a screencasting feature. I've used it in the past for some messaging, but uh, for the most part, I don't really use it as a social media platform. Um, it can be fun whenever I, I, cause I do, um, I do play video games, so it can be fun if you have people that are playing on a different platform to, uh, it provides another, um, 
another platform for people to be able to voice chat with each other over platform. So it does, you know, it does have uh, that sort of functionality, but I, for the most part, that's kind of, um, yeah. So my, my, that, that was my Instagram is Aaron, um, A-A-R-O-N underscore Blakeman, B-L-A-K-E-M-A-N underscore. All right. Well, cool. If there's nothing else, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thank you for having me on.